yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Utah Football Fans Podcast. Here we are in the bunker. I'm Gary Axsmith with James Russin. And uh, the season is almost upon us, man. We've got, what is it, 24 days? 24 days. And then we're up against the Zoobs. Camp is about a week in. It's exciting. It's been a kind of a boring time with the end of football and, of course, those of us who like hockey, and that's over. <laughs> now, I don't know about baseball. I mean, come on, but it's football. It's been, it's been dull, but now it's cool. It's coming, man. It's coming, baby. I was over at the facility earlier today, and walking around, there was the band outside playing, <laughs> getting, ready, getting ready to go. Like, dude, it's, it's 24 days, man. It's 24 days. It's, it's, it's around the corner. It didn't sound too bad for a band. <laughs> not for a Utah band. All right, let's get this out. We are not experts. We are not experts. If you want experts, go send all the, you know, there are plenty of them around. Guys who've played, they can cut up the film and break down everything and tell you when the guy didn't block. Right, God, We're not those guys. We are you. We are fans. Yeah, we have our opinions. We go to the game. We watch the game as much as these other fat guys with greasy hair and flannel shirts or talk. I mean, you know, so we're fans. So we're going to talk for the little people out there. And I'm going to say this. With Utah football fans, we uh, support Coach Witt. We're all in with Witt. I think he's a great coach. You know, we see plenty of posts throughout the season, you know, criticizing Witt and on and on and on and all that garbage. Yeah, no, he's a great coach, man. He's got a heck of a system going, and incrementally we've been getting better and better and better. He's a top-rate coach. I don't think you're going to find someone. Well, I already, I already saw somebody talking on uh, Twitter or Facebook or something asking how long his leash is before, That's bull crap. before he gets fired. And then I'm sitting here going – this is the highest ranking Utah's ever had to begin a, a season. There's more hype this season than there's ever been in Utah football. And we're already talking about fi- fire coach Whittingham. At what point do we talk about firing coach Whittingham? Goofs. Yeah. Goofballs. Okay. What about the hype? What do, you t- what do you think about all this hype? Good, bad, indifferent? I mean, it, <laughs> You're, what do you think on it? I love it. I, I, I love going on ESPN or, you know, Phil Steele tweeting about Utah football, talking about how great the D-line is. I love it. Um, I know Coach Whittingham, he likes to downplay it. He likes to talk to his players a lot about, you know, day-to-day operations, and that's what he should do. But as a fan, I love it. I love having the national spotlight on us. We always yeah. complain about being the underdog, and no one takes us seriously, and no one respects us. Well, we're getting it now. Yeah, I think it's sweet. It's great. Enjoy it. Yeah, I was reading some comments, and and people didn't like it. Well, I thought, man, embrace it. Yep. Look, we all understand it's preseason. It's rankings. It's no one knows anything. It's all meaningless right now. Okay. What it is saying, however, is there that people are recognizing that Utah has talent. Now we'll mm-hmm. see, but I, I embrace it, man. I think it's cool. I mean, I I've got a thing here in my stack of papers uh some guy you know was uh was predicting what the bowl games would already be which is stupid but right hey you know whatever 
but the guy had his had Ohio State Utah in the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. and now we've all we've all seen the dark horse coming out, yep. which was Utah in the in the playoffs, all that stuff, man. And but you know we've been ranked fifteenth. I've seen thirteenth. All this stuff. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. I do too. I, I, I say I say we embrace it. The only thing it does what it's easy to be the underdog because no one's talking about you and you're supposed to lose if you're the underdog. And so you go in to play somebody. Um, yeah, it's just different. But now when you're the top dog mm-hmm. every week, all the teams know it. Well, you're the team that other teams are now yeah, circling man. on the they schedule. Take you out. You know, Utah's coming to town when, you know, we go wherever Utah's coming to town. We want to, we want to take them out because they're the, the top of the South and potentially of the entire conference. So yeah, there's, there's now a bullseye on your back, but it's, it's great. So it'll be a man. It's cool. I, I like it. I think, you, I think you use it for motivation. You, you always worry about guys reading press. I mean, mm-hmm. you always hear about it and I mean, it's natural to go, yeah, man, I'm good. And you forget to actually play the game, do what it takes to be good. Yeah. I mean, but I don't, you know, man, you listen to wit. Yeah. Well, and Whittingham even said that, They've had to kind of bring back the old mantra of respect the process at this point. Because that's right. You've 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 got to go day by day. Otherwise, if you start to look way far ahead, you miss the day by day, and all of a sudden you lose games you're not supposed to lose because you're thinking, man, we're we're going to the Rose Bowl or yeah. or better at the end of the season. And next thing you know, you're playing in Vegas <laughs> against Colorado State. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it, we're. Pollyanna about the whole thing. It's 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 hype, man. It's preseason. Yep. It's it's just cool. But uh, you know, fact is Utah has talent, man, this year. Which hopefully we'll talk a little bit about that. But anyway, let me uh, let me say this. Um, I sort of mentioned it since we're fans, and this is Utah football fans, and the podcast from Utah football fans. We want to have some interaction from people. So uh, please send us your comments, send us your critiques. Um, if there's stuff you want to have said on the podcast, we'll read it. We'll read your name. You can be a part of this. Maybe down the road, I mean, we have the technology to have some phone calls. Perhaps that'll come. come. But uh, you can get a hold of us, of course, on Facebook, which is Utah Football Fans, and Twitter, there's Utah Football Fans. If you want to email us, email us at Ute footballfans at gmail.com it's utefootballfans at gmail.com and you can text us at this phone number 801-839-5622 so be a part of this we want you to be in the, in on this and uh and give us your opinions let's chat so anyway okay <clears throat> let's talk a bit about some at least your thoughts about the different position groups on the team, what you hear, what you, you know, what you're thinking. I mean, we still don't know. Uh, the press can't even get in there. <laughs> so the Which press, I, I got to say, I, I, okay. I love it. I got to say, Whittingham doesn't care what the press thinks. You know, I, I, I listen to DJ and PK or whoever in the mornings and things, and they're, they're bitching and moaning about not being able to get access to the football. You know, they get 30 minutes and they're all, you know, butthurt about it. But <laughs> Whittingham cares about winning football games. He doesn't want someone sitting there watching his practice when they're developing a new scheme or a new play or whatever it is and, and tweeting about it. Hey, I just saw Utah line up in this formation. or take, And that stuff 
you know, he's he's got to protect his team. He's there to win. So that being said, um, as far as the team goes, um, obviously I think the defense is going to be unbelievable. It, it could very easily be the best Utah defense we've had maybe ever. Um, the defensive line is just yeah, let's start, stacked. Let's, let's start there, man. Well, the D-line, I mean, it is stacked. And what did I read? I can't remember where I read it. Was it today or yesterday that, uh, yeah, ranked probably the top mm-hmm. D-line in the nation above Bama like and Bama Clemson. And Clemson. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, wow. Again, who knows for sure? It's like with Witt today. I'll, I'll just disclaimer, we were, to, we were at the facility today, and we heard Coach Witt talk a little bit, and he talked about the line and so forth and some other things. But And like he said, yeah, I mean, it's it looks all good, but it – they got to play. Yep. They got to do what it takes, and that's what you said about respect the process. Is to do what those what you have to do to be good. But the bottom line is, the there's no doubt. It seems to me the the main strength would be the D line. Yep, top top in the nation. Top in the nation. We all know what happened with Manny Bowen leaving the the program. You know, at this point, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. You know, it Who sucks, knows? but. He never even worn a Utah jersey. I, I don't. The only thing I know about him is that he played at Penn State and missed two bowl games yeah. for suspension for reasons, stuff for stuff. So he leaves and and you you move on and you know from what I'm hearing, um, even Coach Whittingham said this that he thinks that that Lloyd is going to be a very good linebacker. It's a new position for him, so especially at this level. So he has to learn a lot of things. A lot of things are, are brand new to him. But his size, and he runs a, a four, four five, five is what he said. Four five forty. I mean, that's what 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 is he? Tick, was he six two? Um, I have to look that 6'2", up. Six two two twenty or something like Some, that. Something like that. Is what he's, anyway, he's he's looking good. Yep. And he said, you know, Francis Bernard's going to be just like so the same mold. Hanson Barton. And yeah. So we're not. It's just the depth. Mm-hmm. It's the depth. Well, and we saw Bernard come in. And play a couple games when Chase Hansen got hurt last year. Yeah, and he's going to be fine, man. He's going to be great. great. And he's actually, he said he's in better shape now than he's ever been. So I think he's going to be great, but it's the depth. It's when, the depth. When there's, when there's injuries, it's going to happen. It's the depth. And that's what they're working on. And But Whittingham's defenses are always really good. I, I think that this could be one of the, the best ones ever. Um, could be. And then you look at the, the cornerback position. I mean, Jalen Johnson is being projected as one of the best corners in the country. And yeah, if not the best. If not the best, and potentially a first-round draft pick. Coming from, that's I mean, pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet when you've got that ability to say, okay, Johnson, you're on that dude, their best receiver. If you remember the Oregon game last year, they are getting torched. They threw Jalen Johnson on their, I can't remember the dude's name, their number one receiver. Yeah. The dude didn't catch it. a ball the entire second half. And that's right. locked him down. So you've got that ability and well, then, you know you're good when you have your own logo. Yeah, yeah. Jalen saw the uh, the logo today <laughs> with the the JJ and the number one. Very nice. That I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna need a hoodie with that on it. That was that was sweet. I got to give it to you on that one. That would be sweet. I guess you can you can do that when you're gonna <laughs> when you're gonna be making millions of dollars next you're year. Going to the league when you're going to the show, but um, and then Blackman Blackman being moved to safety, um, put on some muscle, put on some weight. He looks good, and. Uh, Whittingham even said that that would have been a move that they had made last year. That's right. If they didn't have 
um, Ballard and uh, and Blair back there who were in the NFL now. So moving him to to safety said he's it's like he's been playing that position all along. He's looking great. He doesn't have. I mean, he's getting notice. Yeah, from the league. The NFL, guys from the NFL, and he's not even played the position because they just know. Mm-hmm. The uh, dude hasn't played a, a snap isn't ever at safety, and he's getting preseason recognition for for safety. All right. So I think we're... That's good. And then, so the other corner is what? We got Nurse yep. and King. Is it King? We got King, and then we got... But but Gidry's going to be playing Right, so at and Nurse and... and uh, and uh, King, I think it, it is. Yeah. I, I believe are They're fighting, be battling for, for the battling number two. Who's going to be in the other corner? Yep. And then we got Gidry, who's the nickel, who's the fastest player in college football. Yeah. So man, I mean, our secondary, <laughs> you know, so uh, the secondary is going to be scary good. As we've been in years past, and it all starts up front with those big uglies up front. <laughs> you know, and you, you know, you got Anaya coming off the end there, and Fo too. I mean, it's just. Great, great players. Who was the guy? Three guys right now that are going to the, the NFL. So, and I, was it Arizona, Arizona State, where you grabbed the dude with one arm? Stanford. Oh, was it? oh yeah, Stanford. Stanford. Spun him like a top. Hucked that dude down. Yeah. He's probably like, I don't know. Guy's 200 pounds. 200 pounds. You threw him down like a freaking rag doll. <laughs> guy's spinning on the grass, and Anai's looking over top of him. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. You know, you're a strong dude when you can do that. I mean, I can't even do that to my three-year-old without hurting myself. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So... It's, it, it's scary. It's, it's, now, again, let me preface, every, all these accolades, all this stuff's coming from what you did last year. So it means nothing but the talent and the skill and even the depth beyond the linebacker position. The, the depth is... Defense seems pretty... Pretty freaking pretty solid. there. So. Yeah. All right. Well, um, well, let's go QB. Okay. <clears throat> Huntley. Man, senior. Senior year. I'm excited about it. I... I the dude's bulked up 25 yeah. pounds. At one point last year, he was playing at 170. That's... Which at D1, I mean, that is that is lean, especially for, you know, a dude that's... A guy like that. That but tall. Yeah, we saw, yeah, you know, we saw him today. Mm-hmm. He does look he does look big. Yeah, he's thickened out a little bit. It's... Uh, that's good. So, I'm, I I think our QB position is in good hands. Yeah. So we got Huntley. I think you'll have a great season. And let's let's face it, man. We got a backup mm-hmm. who played who got us to the championship game. Yep. That's a fact. Shelley played Yeah, okay. There was some stuff happened at the end and and whatever, but Shelley's a good QB, man. Well, and Shelley played, yeah. I mean, he played four games for us last year. Got us in. And they were yeah, must win games. Yeah. You know, we had to beat Oregon. We had to beat Colorado. I guess we didn't have to beat Colorado at that point, but beat Oregon. He, we all remember what he did to, give, to BYU at the end of the game, which is a, is a beautiful thing, you know. And then it was a beautiful <laughs> Always thing. A beautiful and we're thing, gonna we're gonna get into uh, the, yeah, some we'll, BYU stuff later now. But uh, the stiff arm of that loser trying to take him oh, down. Remember man, that he yeah. rolled into right the in front of us. Okay, man, that was well, yeah. We well, got plenty to talk we about. Got plenty that. of BYU talk coming up, and then Zuby talk. You I know. Never say that. <laughs> So to have a, a a backup who has experience, he knows his place, he knows his position, he knows his role on the team, but to have a guy who's got Pac-12 experience is great. And then Shelley said something earlier, he was being interviewed, I think Bill Riley was talking to him and said, you know, you've bulked up, you look good, hopefully you can stay healthy this year. And Shelley 
corrected him and said, no, I'm, I'm going to stay healthy this year. And I think that's a good sign. Huntley or Shelley? Huntley. Sorry, Huntley, Huntley said this. And I think in years past, Huntley has been taking unnecessary shots yeah, to get has. that one extra yard. To get that, you, He knows he, he's got to protect himself. You got to go down. You know, if you, you get to the 16, not the 15-yard line, big freaking deal. Stay healthy, live, live with the play another play. And then I think in Ludwig's system, it's going to be... It's going to be perfect for them. Well, that's what they're saying. Yep. Is they're trying to, they're going to, you know, try to give Moss 25 carries. Of course, that varies. But the thing about Ludwig, and this is what, you correct me, help me remember, winning wit today talked Mm -hmm. about Ludwig and and the guy's ability, which he's never, of all the offensive coordinators, and we've had a ton. We've had about 200 in the last 10 years. Uh, But he said he's never known anyone like, Coach Ludwig, uh-huh. where he can analyze the strengths of different players, and he then can create and cater plays for those guys. Yeah, he's got a great talent for that. So you look at the position groups and the players. So obviously Moss, the dude's the best running back in the league. Yeah, maybe the country. Honestly, okay. and then then also, and this is the other thing I heard that um, Huntley. QB is going to be more under center than we've had in the past, mm-hmm. which to me is a great thing. Especially on the goal line. Yeah, okay. Okay. Look, <laughs> Here, we've had trouble, and we oh. all know it, but exactly. And look, I, look, I'm not a Brady fan. I'm not a Patriots fan. But we all know, anyone who watches the NFL, you watch the Patriots, pretty boy Brady walks up to the line, and in a fraction of a second... Boom, Snap, bang, in. Got a yard, first down. First down or, down or touchdown. touchdown. It always happens. And we, if, if you remember, our offenses, we're at the goal line or the two-yard line, and we're already five yards back. I, it, draw, it just drives me crazy. So I'm, I'm hoping yep. that's my prejudice on that stuff, but I think it's going to be good. Plus, he's not in a running position. Yep. When you're under center, it's that, you know, the handoff or the fake and all. It's just I like it. I, to mix it up like that. And uh, so on the quarterback situation, I think Huntley's going to potentially, potentially. Have a fantastic year. Yeah. And uh, and then, of course, we mentioned Moss, but um, I'm telling you, I mean, again, if they stay healthy, of course, everything's that. Yeah, stay healthy. Team. And, and Huntley was having a really good year. If you remember, before he got hurt last year, we went four straight games of scoring 40 points or more. So I know everybody wants to have a quarterback who's, completing 75% of their balls, those no interceptions, everything's perfect. It's just not realistic. But Huntley threw for 1,700 yards last year. But he still year. was, his percentage was still high. His percentage it? was 64% last Basically year. Basically what you want, 65% 60, or above. 65% or more. Um, I think under this offense, if they're going to use the tight ends more, which I'm hearing they are, they will. the percent, percentage could go up. Um, hopefully the receiving core is going to be better. Um, we had, you know, drop balls and, all that okay. last year, all that crap. But he was still having a very good year. 12 touchdowns, six picks. Um, Got to protect the ball a little bit more, not take those shots. But I, honestly, I think he could be very, very good. I uh, I think it'll be great. I think yep. he's going to be really good. <clears throat> Moss, but behind Moss, we have, of course, Shine left us. Um, yep. He saw the writing on the wall. Where is he, Texas Tech? Texas Tech. Well, I don't blame him. You know, whatever. Too bad, but I get it. But we look, man. We've got Henry Cole. Uh-huh. He's good, and we've got Brumfield and T.J. Green. 
That's right. We got we got a stable. Uh, yeah, we got mix. we got guys. I mean, it's those guys combined aren't aren't Zach Moss, but you've got you got depth there. And if Moss has to go out for a couple plays, which which he's going to have to. I mean, crap. But you've got a variety of styles of running back too. That's the thing. I'm you know T.J. Green comes in last year and he's a whole different style from Zach Moss. You know, he's fast, fast, shifty, shifty kind of dude. Guy. So. Yeah, it does hurt that Shine had, you know, he left, but you can't really blame him. And I think Henry Cole is a really, really solid number two. Um, the O line, that's where we're, it is. We, we just don't know. Yep. We don't know. Um, we got to find find not only the the starters, but the backup. So that, but, you know, Harding is a great Harding's a great coach. When you talk to anybody, you know, we put that guys knows in him. the NFL uh-huh. every year. Yeah. Oziata was tweeting the other day uh-huh you know he just retired from the nfl wish him the best of luck but absolutely you know he was he was tweeting about just raving about coach harding and what a great coach he is so i that's the position group i'm most nervous about because it all starts up up front right offensive and defensive line and coach that's where you win football games so the o-line that's where it makes me nervous we've got our three dudes um and it, it's finding those other two and that's that does make me nervous. I mean, and then the backups, you get because yeah, know, ex- exactly. Scary, You've got to have two deeps. I mean, that's where the differences are made is depth. So that's where I'm nervous, and you can tell anytime Whittingham talks, that's where his focus is. But hopefully Harding can He'll get it together, get man. him enrolling, and yeah, well, it will be. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, r- wide receivers, of course, Covey. Um, yeah, we saw Covey today. Yeah. He's uh, the opposite of Zach Moss as far as uh, <laughs> body types go. <laughs> but I, I saw him. He was walking around and talked to him for a minute. And uh, what is he? Must be what five eight? What is one seventy maybe? Soaking wet. Yeah. But and some of the shots he takes, the toughest dude. Unbelievable. He keeps getting up. But um, hopefully, he's ready for the BYU game. In my opinion, if he's if he's ninety five percent, he's gonna play. Look, he's gonna play. If if he's healthy, he's gonna play. He's gonna play. If there's if there if he's not there, they're not gonna. They're not gonna play. It's not about. I know people say, well, let's wait till the USC game. No. Well, if you're healthy, then you play football. You play football. He's gonna play, and I think all indication I'm getting is he's 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 gonna be there. He's looking like he's gonna get there. You got almost a month. Yep. Um, and he's practicing. Mm Mm-hmm. Cutting it short a bit, so he's on a he pitch count. Doesn't you know stress it out? But you know, man, look, Covey, he's going to be good. And then we got Dixon, um, Nakua, Enos Simpkins, Those Thompson. Are, I, I like Thompson. And then we've got we heard of a a guy to t- to keep an eye on. He was a walk on, I think, wasn't he? Uh, he's a freshman out of uh, San Diego. I'm not sure if he's a walk on. I think he is. What's his name? I'm gonna butcher this, but it's Vele, V E L E. He L-E. is, he is, right now in contention for the third or fourth wide receiver spot. Yeah, he was. Yeah, six four, two oh seven as a freshman. Uh, they, Coach Witt just said keep an eye on this guy. So yep. we throw it out there that we, again, there's someone that may be. Yeah, you're right. He's he was a walk on. He was a walk on, but he's just been super but impressive. He's, he's been impressive, so he's on the list. And then our tight ends. Uh, Fotheringham, um, 
brain cramping. So, fathering him, Whittingham said, obviously he's very, very biased about his yeah. players, but he thinks that Fotheringham is the best tight end in the Pac-12. Now, he was very underutilized last year. Yeah, we just got, he just got off his mission like two, two months. months two months before the season the started. Season. So the, he comes back fat and at it. Well, anyone that served a mission knows you come back he's out of fat shape, and out of not shape. Not ready to play <laughs> college football. Right. But so, he did. Exactly. And now he's, he, he was praising him how he's come back just in top form and shape. And that's why he thinks he's going to be just fantastic. And I so think that this that system. That's the list of, of threats. Uh-huh. And, and the mindset of Ludwig. Man, it look, to me it looks, looks good. Yep. Talk about Ludwig. Got coach back. Remember... He was the offensive coordinator when we went uh, to the Sugar Bowl in Nolens and kicked the crap out of Alabama. And as I recall, Alabama was ranked number one in the nation right up until like the last. They lost in the SEC championship game to Florida. So then they were third ranked, and we get them and kicked the crap out of them. And Ludwig, offensive coordinator, right? dominated. Man. Yeah, I mean we that did. game that game plan was flawless, dominated. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited that Ludwig's back. I, I've got this uh, in front of me um, regarding Ludwig that from 1997 on, Ludwig held the offensive coordinator position at Cal Poly, Fresno State, Oregon, Utah, California, San Diego State, Wisconsin, and last year... No, Vanderbilt was from 2013 to 2016. Mm-hmm. The, this past season at Vanderbilt, um, they had, I think, their best offensive performance for many, many, many years, something like that. They averaged 28.5 points. This is SEC country. Yep. Averaged 28.5 points and 411 yards of offense a game. Their throw game under him averaged 243, 62% completion, th- 3,168 yards, 24 touchdowns, six interceptions, and 142 quarterback rating. Oh, which is pretty good. Yeah, not bad <laughs> for SEC country. Uh, so At Vanderbilt? Yeah, that's not, that's um, not too bad. Let's see. The, the conclusion of this particular article Ludwig's offensive offenses have always been solid, and with most of Utah's starters returning this year, it's hard to imagine that the production doesn't increase. Yeah. So, man, I'm excited. I'm. I, he fits to me the the Whittingham mentality, the way he plays it tough, hard nosed football, grind it out, run the ball, protect control the football, control the clock, control the clock, control the game, control the tempo, don't put the ball in harm's way, but. Still throw the ball. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't. I. I think. I think we're gonna be. In fact, what did I watch the? Other, I watched that. Um, Alabama, the Sugar Utah Bowl game, Sugar Bowl, like a, a month ago. Were <laughs> they replaying it on Pac-12 Network? Pac-12, and I, oh, I watch it all the time. Okay, so I was watching it. Uh-huh. And I'm just going, man. Some great plays. Yeah. Of course, those. That was a great team, but man, yeah. I, I liked. I like the plays, what he was doing, and, and so forth. So for me, 
I'm excited Ludwig's back. Yep, I'm too. You know, when when he was here, we all, not all of us, but I can still remember people booing him, wanting him out of there. But we won. Mm -hmm. We won. And that's the point is to to win. It wasn't always pretty. We weren't putting up 55 points like, you know, Texas Tech and Oklahoma does and all these teams, but we're winning football games. We're, we're, We're Utah football, and as long as Coach Whittingham is the head coach, we're not going to be that because when you are airing it out like that, you're putting your team He's in not Chip way. Kelly, dude. No, we're not Chip Kelly. He is a defensive guy saying, look, go score points. But if you're not going to score points, don't turn the ball over and don't put our defense in bad spots because we'll punt it away. We've had punters for the last you know, eight years or whatever it is that can pin them down in the five-yard line. Let's make them go 95 yards every single freaking time to beat us. And... More often than not, they can't, and we win the game. So, you mentioned kickers. Oof. Now, <laughs> I hate to think that so much rides on kickers, but we've been so we, much. Rides we on have kickers. been, you know, we've taken for granted the last few years. We've had unbelievable kickers that have won a lot of games for us, and and we've been able to play what you've just explained because we had kickers could do stuff. This year, I mean, I'm not even sure if I know. Is it Henson the punter? No, the punter's Lennon. Lennon, Lennon, Lennon. Lennon. Um, but what I'm hearing, what Witt said today, he might not have the strength and leg that Mitch had, mm-hmm. but he's putting it within the 10-yard line all the time. Yeah, he, he said he's almost automatic to pin it inside so the five. His accuracy is, is better than Mitch. Is, and so when you're hearing that, he's going, we're not going to have a problem with that. It's a, it's about – it's it's field goals and extra mm-hmm. points. And what is there, three or four guys – Three guys right now battling for it, um, and if one of those guys doesn't emerge and separate himself, then uh, there's a potential they bring in a fourth guy to for the competition, and that doesn't sound great to me. No, it's a worry, but it worries me because I mean, we don't have Matt Gay back there hitting 62 <laughs> yarders, you know. I mean, freaking hitting 52 yarders, and the ball still going up when it goes to the uprights. It, it, it was crazy, and then even you know before him, we had Andy Phillips who hit a lot of field goals. Yeah, we won for a lot us. of games. We won a lot of games based off of you know three or four or five field goals in a game. So not having a kicker, it that does make me nervous. We'll see. So hopefully that that, that doesn't hurt us. <laughs> and it, and he even said Whittingham even said it's not about having a guy that can hit a sixty yarder. It's about having a guy that can be forty five and in forty five and in. Automatic, getting getting it so that if we stall inside the 20, we're kicking a field goal, we're getting points on the board, and we're not having to question, crap, we don't have a kicker. Mm-hmm. Do we do we go for it on fourth and four at the 23-yard line? Like Having that ability to just go, okay, kicking a field goal, getting three points on the board, put our defense out there. So that's field goal, we'll man. We'll see, man, but it's a little bit... A little dicey. Versus what we've had. Yep, but... Okay, um, here's the schedule. Here's what we got coming down. We got the Zoobs right out of the gate. We'll have plenty to say about that game against those guys. That's August 29, a Thursday. We then play Northern Illinois, September 7. That's here. Home at 11 a.m. Yeah, Rice-Eccles. September 14, home again, 215 uh, against Idaho State. 
then the then it really then it begins. Then it matters. Then then what it's all really about. Yep. It all begins in in a huge game, right out of the gate is against USC at USC, and we've not ever won down there. It's been over a hundred years since we've won at the Coliseum. So yep, that is going to be huge, and that's a Friday night. Yep, seven p.m. Um, then we get home, Washington State, and uh, I don't know, man, Leach. I don't know what it is. They got the the master the mustache dude, Mister whatever. He's gone from last year. Yeah. Somehow Leach brings guys in and throw for like ten hundred thousand yards. It's unbelievable, and it they so they just come out guys me. you never heard of before. They they come walking in, and all of a sudden they they've thrown up four hundred points, and you're in a shootout. I don't know what it is against Washington State. So they come in, but hey, at least we got him here. I'm at home. Uh, then we go to Oregon State. Got a buy, and then Oregon State, yeah. which. Okay, that's the buy right in there. All right. Wish we had a buy before somebody else because well, Arizona State comes to town October 19, and for some reason we struggle against these guys, you know. Yeah, for whatever, it's especially when we go to Arizona. When Arizona teams come to Rice-Eccles, you know, we you know, dominated Arizona last year when they were here. But going to the Arizona schools... Yeah, we, but Arizona we, State man's come here and done some. Yeah, we've we've struggled with with Arizona now, State. Now, that, now they don't have uh, their QB Wilkins. Wilkins, you know, and and their all world receiver Neil. kicked our butts. That guy was unbelievable. Okay, credit where credits due. They he was unbelievable. He was good, but it, and their running back's actually good. Yeah, I, I don't Benjamin. know his name, dude, but whatever. Yeah, and he's back. Benjamin's back, but they're replacing quarterback receiver. I think that. Um, I think we can get him at home, but we, yeah. we struggle with them for some reason. Uh, Cal, October twenty second, or no, 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 twenty six at home, at home, November second at Washington. Um, November sixteen, home UCLA. November twenty third at Arizona. We should yep. be. I mean, and then November thirty, home against Colorado. You know, people look at the schedule and go, oh, that's not that tough. Well, bull. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, maybe some years. But who knows? I mean, again, it's preseason. But I'm telling you what. We have to go. It's the gauntlet. It's Pac-12. And, yeah. you, and every year, look. Every year. Every year, every team is going to lose to someone they should not have lost to. I, I'm just t- I'm, I'm trying to – I don't have all those stats uh-huh. in front of me. But, man, you, you remember all those games you watch – not even Utah, some team that's you know dominating the league, and they get whooped by somebody, mm-hmm. and it always happens. What? So it's an interest. It's a- last year, if you remember, we Oregon came here, we beat them, and then we go and get shellacked by Arizona State. Yeah, they, yeah. And then Arizona right. State, all Arizona State has to. They went out. They win the South. They go up to to Oregon, and get beat. So it's just every week is a challenge. Every team. Has talent, and this year we have to go to USC. That's gonna be that's tough. Gonna, and I don't care what their record was last year. I don't care these what dudes are stacked. They're man. St- come on, they're stacked. They're stacked. And they their first six games is crazy. And I get all of that, but they have five star athletes across the board. Yeah, they're stacked. And then we have to go to Washington. Those are two. We have we can't we haven't uh, beat we haven't, one time in however long. You know, Wilson and Booker were here. And again, yeah. And again, they're replacing something crazy like 15 starters. And 
Well, nine of them on defense some or some of crazy kick number. Kick the crap out of them. That's what I'm all about. I would be so beautiful Maybe to, to do, finally man. beat them. And we've had, we've been so close so many times. I mean, even in the championship, even game, last year, the championship game and the game here at Rice Eccles, uh-huh. we were up a play we were right away. there. And I actually rewatched the uh, Pac-12 championship game a couple weeks ago. It's tough, man. It's tough to watch. It was tough to watch, but we had plays and we had moments. We were moving the ball, watching it now in hindsight, kind of knowing obviously how it ended. I felt like that weird, bizarre pick six that goes off freaking leg, yeah, that was pops f- up. That was the game. I felt like, okay, if we can, if we had kept the, playing the game we were playing, I think we would have beat them. It would have been six to three. Yeah, it's exciting. Thrilling. But so it, if we score, if we can score 25, 28 a game, we, we win all those games. We win, yeah. That's, that's, well, that's, which is, goes out saying, but hey. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And that's with backup quarterback, backup running back. Yeah. So, hey, man. That's, anyway. that's the game Covey got hurt. So, it's just. We'll see. There's possibility there. It's, it's a tough schedule. But we don't have to go. We don't play Oregon and we don't have to play Stanford. So, that helps. Because those two teams are both going to be pretty freaking good. And then, December 6th is the Pac-12 championship game. They're in Santa Clara. Which is San Jose, basically. San Jose. Call it what you so, want. It's San Jose. And the winner of that is going Rose Bowl. <laughs> or better, baby. Yeah, well. <laughs> let's just let's win the pack. Let's win the pack twelve. But the, there it is. There's the schedule. <clears throat> Interesting thing about so this year, uh, the Pac twelve championship game is in Santa Clara. No. But then in twenty twenty and twenty twenty one, the Pac twelve championship game is going to be in Las Vegas in the, in the Raiders. In the new Raiders. The new Raiders Stadium. Now, I mean, it, the, what a glorious opportunity and wonderment to go play where the Raiders play. To, on holy ground. That's holy, holy, holy <laughs> ground. The Raiders. It might be the only time a team I'm cheering for wins at that stadium. <laughs> so the Raiders don't win much, but... <laughs> <laughs> they're going to... No, you watch, man. You watch. But I hope I hope so. Sacred holy ground is where Raiders play, and that's where the championship's going to be, so the Utes better be there. Just year after year. Just pump year it out. Year after year and pull it out. So anyway. Now, you may not have seen this. Or you, maybe you didn't. Look, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read it. You tell me what you think. Because I read this in the paper that the Pac-12 released the outcome of an independent review of its officiating and football. The four-month review concluded that the Pac-12 is fundamentally sound and predominantly consistent with industry best practice, including with, with, uh, with regard to quali- the quality of officials and use of state-of-the-art technology. Now, I don't know what games they were watching. Dude, I don't have the stats. I, I, I've <laughs> just watched enough freaking games like you're going, where did that phantom call come from? Uh-huh. I watch plenty of ACC, that, my Big friends. Ten... Is goofball stuff. SEC football, and I never see fan. I mean, rarely do I see a running back coming through the hole, met by a safety, and the safety gets kicked out for targeting. I've never seen that in an SEC game. I saw it eight times this year in the Pac-12. So pass interference calls that uh are like, look, targeting on when you hit a guy in the shoulder, and then they review it. I read this stuff, and I just I don't know, man. I don't know what interesting, but whatever. Um. The other thing I wanted to get your thought on here is that uh, Commissioner Larry Scott 
is considering having morning kickoffs for the 2019 season and beyond. Scott has already had preliminary conversations with Fox about having teams kick off at 9 a.m. Pacific time. That's 10 10 in Mountain. Yeah. Uh, Noon in the East Coast. And this is what he said, Scott. He said, I'd like to see one or two games this season that are 12 noon Eastern. That means 10. Yep. Our time. Pac-12 games. He said with 9 a.m. starts, which was West Coast, the Pac-12 would gain some added visibility on the East Coast play by playing during the noon window. Um, but he said this. Scott added that he has only just begun seeking feedback from the league's athletic directors about the idea. The school's involvement in the early kickoff would be voluntary. Okay. okay so whatever. Look, I think the idea is garbage. It is st- I hate it. I do too. Now, I, I think I saw this on Utah football fans on Facebook. People mm-hmm. were talking about it. And they were, you know, I, I respect people thinking, oh, that's cool, that's cool. Look, dude, I don't want to go watch a football game at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> now, I, I'm thinking about anyone who's gone to Pasadena, try to get to Pasadena to watch a football game. It's hard to get in there. It, it all funnels into that area. Yeah. And you're going to be oh, there Pacific time, 9 a.m. to watch that game. Are you freaking kidding me? You have to, you have to leave your hotel at 6 a.m. to get anywhere near the stadium. Some of those Oregon schools. Mm-hmm. Are, oh. So I went to Oregon, dude. It's the same thing. Same with uh, Oregon State. I, I'm just going, no way. I, I People are not going to want to watch. Go at 10 o'clock. I, just, I think it's stupid. Well, I think Larry. We Larry. Lo- Utah's, I don't know about the other places in the country. Here locally, everybody I know has two, three kids, and all those kids are in morning soccer, got stuff going football, on, man. baseball. We got stuff we do. So when a game's at six o'clock in the evening, I can get all my crap done. Kids' soccer games noon and one o'clock's been tough enough. No, yeah, and then to go to the stadium, to and if you want to do any tailgating, yeah, any Pick of that, that all stuff. out. How do you, you tailgate? At a ten o'clock in the morning game, you gotta be tailgating all freaking night. It's just, uh, it's I don't, just, I don't like it personally, but it's stupid, Larry. And it's all about, I, I get it. It's about money. It's about exposure, quote unquote. It's about being able to be on that. And I like waking up, you know, whatever. Yeah, put man. on a game and be able to watch it when it's watch. Iowa versus, you know, Illinois. Great, but to them, it's that's a noon kickoff. To us, no, I get. Look. Eight o'clock at night games suck too. Okay, sure, it's ten p.m. East. <laughs> but I will take a, personally, man. I'll I'll take the eight o'clock game to a freaking ten a.m. ten a.m. That's there's no way. Yeah. Um. But I hope I hope this doesn't go anywhere. We'll we'll see. But the only the only good part is the school's involvement in the early kickoff would be voluntary. But Whittingham did say it. The Patrick Media did it. He likes the idea. Oh. Now whatever that Come means. Come on, Wit. I know. Wit. Come on. Wit. Let it all hang out. Yeah, Wit. Let it all hang out. Family on three. Family on three. One, two, three. Fear nothing. Attack everything. Fear nothing. Attack everything. Fear nothing. Attack <laughs> See? Everything. That gets okay. you going. Doesn't that get you, that gets you, you ready going, to go, Wit, baby? Not at freaking not at 10 a.m., 9 a.m., 9 a.m. 10 a.m. No way. Yeah. Okay, man. We're winding down here. We're winding down here, but I want to give the dick award. We're giving out the Dick Award every gonna, week. Every week, we're gonna give out the Dick Award, and if you have a nominee, send it to yeah, us. Yeah, send us the, excellent. We want to know. We want the Dick Award. Look, 
I don't know. We're giving the Dick Award this this week to Manny Bowen. Look, man. For obvious reasons. I don't know. I don't know everything. We don't know a lot. But all I'm saying is this. How does a dude the day before camp starts decide I'm going to I'm leaving to make some money? You mean you don't know this? Two months ago, three months ago. And so what you're doing is you're leaving a team that is said, man, you're going to start for us. You're, 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 you're in our plans, man. We're going to revolve around you. What? And once we've got you, we don't need to go look anymore. Yeah. We've oh, wrapped so, up. We're, we're good. We're good. And so to, a freaking a day before camp, you walk because I'm going to go get rich scheme somewhere or whatever, man. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, Manny. Yeah, don't know I, it all. I find it. He, you get the dick award. Yeah, it, it's just it's frustrating. You can hear it in all the coaches' voices. They don't want to talk about it. We're moving on. We're moving forward. But as a fan, you've just got, it is so frustrating that the day before we kick off fall camp, this is this is go time. The dudes, I'm out, high and dry, no depth. With with look, Lloyd has a, a very high ceiling, but right now it's just a ceiling. And, We've got to get we lose there. A guy. And we lose a guy. We lose. It's just anyway. He gets it's frustrating. Dick, dick Ward. But on that. You saw, you saw, of course, Whittingham talk about it, but I, but Scally's, when they asked him the day he left, yeah, you know, they asked Scally about it, dude, and you were, you were saying to me the other day, man, the intensity of like, dude, Scally, Scally is like, like every second, every second that guy talks, it's he's just like at a thousand miles an hour, it's like cool, he's man. shaking, yeah, dude, that dude's ready to freaking put the pads on himself. I love it. Yeah, so that that was cool, but anyway, yep. Manny. Dick, Sorry, buddy. You get the dick award. So, all right, Utah football fans, let me just uh, let me remind you that we grab something here. Anyway, this is for we're we're all fans, your fans. So please leave us your uh, thoughts, your comments. Your questions, if you want something said, you want to be on, leave us your name and, and your comment. We'll try to get you on. Send it, so text number, shoot us a text. It's 801-839-5622. Or email is utefootballfans at gmail.com. And then obviously we've got the Facebook, Utah Football Fans. And then the, there's a Twitter there's a Twitter account as well that's uh, it's actually U, it's at Utah FB Fans. Yeah. Fine. So, yeah. All right, everybody, okay. go Utes. Let's let let's let's hear let's hear Whit. Go out on Whit, baby. Let's let's see what Whit has to say. Yeah. Yeah. Family, three. Family, three. One, two, three. Family. Family!